0: Hi there, friends. Welcome to the No Small Stories podcast, where we explore paths less traveled with creatives and entrepreneurs from all walks of life and in all stages of their journey. No matter how small you start, your story is always a big deal to us. So let's dive into today's episode and meet our guests. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of the No Small Stories podcast. I'm Haley with my host, Shane, and today we have Terrence Gallman, who is CEO of Gig Group and author of Finding Me, which is soon to be a major motion picture. Hello, Terrence. Thank you for joining us.
1: I'm so excited. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Good day to you too as well, Shane. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Terrence. As well, as well.
0: So you have a, a very interesting backstory and and you have turned that into an autobiography, Finding Me. So tell us about tell us about you. Tell the audience. How did how did Finding Me come to be?
1: Finding Me was um it was a self-help uh, project, so to speak. Uh, I found myself incarcerated. I was serving the law centers. And, you know, when I realized where I was, wasn't a true reflection of who I was started doing introspection um, and retrospection to figure out what choice and decision and influence that led me to be where I was. Um, and in terms to be able to face that fear of serve loan centers, uh, I sought out um, any kind of books I could read and any kind of help from people who you know I found to be motivational, you know, who face fears at a certain point in phases in their lives. And Dr. King was one of those uh, and learned about the civil rights movement and, you know, realizing the things he had you know, been locked up for and, Realized I was in prison for a whole other unnecessary reason, right? And (laughs) so some of the opportunities I had, you know, I I wanted in my life, I realized I was, you know, doing the things that uh, eliminated those opportunities in my own community. And sort of that was just one to, you know, go back and look at the things that I felt like led up to, you know, to me to find myself where I was. And doing so, I realized how many other people would, you know, benefit if I was able to journal that. And in terms of prevention, and I was able to put it together um, maybe over 25 years ago. uh, Funny thing that uh, some of the things I wrote about then have been very much in the media lately. And
0: like, yeah, could you give an example of something that that is a sort of a Nostradamus predicting the future kind of situation or or how You you put it?
1: I think we're primitive. I think these things that were there then are still there now. And it took such things that what we are doing, connecting and collaborating across the space that all of us are kind of, you know, working together now versus, you know, people not having these relationships and not building them. And it blows up when it's only a problem. But so I would just think that I'm one of the things I wrote about then was the national anthem. Um, And I thought about. Yeah, and that's 25 years ago before we came into the whole um protesting uh mm-hmm. element with Kaepernick and the NFL. And I was only talking about how, you know, you want to be able to, you know, share in that experience from a wholesome perspective. And at the time, you know, so, so it just – it's just been like surreal for me because I didn't start out writing Finding Me to be a major motion picture. I only wrote Finding Me to help educate other people on what it's like to go through the criminal justice system. And I wrote that at 20, 20 I've been 25, so I was a young black male finding self-certain along a prison center. I realized how many people in society may have knew I was gonna be a statistic and I didn't know how I could be a statistic and to be serving that type of centers at such a young age, why wasn't that information made more and readily available to me in my community? Uh, Because there are people who serve those communities that are compensated to serve, and I would think that if you can can spend more money on incarcerating a person than educating a person, then I think, you know, as a society, we may have some of those things. They oh, may be a little
0: re- bit backwards, right? Like well, be- I just need you to say into it. The assistance, right? Put the effort into supporting people, put the effort into, you know, helping people to find their way and not just, you know, punishing people and saying, Well, you did wrong, so you we're, d- we're done with you now. You know? Awareness.
1: Awareness is just because mm-hmm. nobody starts out wanting to go to those paths in life. Right. You don't wake up saying you want to go spend your life in prison. You wake up, you go to school, you hear about these things in society that you should aspire to be. But if you grow up in the community, you never see those things that people are telling you you should aspire to be. And then you find that, you know, after you're a teenager, you know, when you're young, you think you can, you, you're you investable, you know, indestructible. Mm-hmm. So you do all of those edgy things. Then you realize the only thing they're going to say to you is that you knew right from wrong. I mean, how, you don't give a kid a Ferrari at 17 years old as soon as he right. gets his license and say, look. There's no rules other than you knowing right from wrong. Like you're yeah. gonna get on the highway you're going a hundred miles per yeah. hour, mile right, the first time, right? And mm-hmm. you're gonna crash. And and too often so many young people find themselves in those circumstances, situation. And um so and I found myself that way, but but long story short, fast forward twenty-five years, I don't quite feel exact the same way now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh because I've been out as long as I was in and I've learned that how things really work. And now I'm a part of seeing the benefits of those things. And I just want to be a part of helping get that information back to, to any and everybody who's working in this space that that we're working in.
0: I love that. That's, I mean, I I do think that like we are living in a time and, and Shane and I talk about it a lot that there's so much available with the internet and the various platforms that are available. Like it's such a great time to be able to create and to be able to collaborate and, and to be able to, like you say, you know, put that information, that education and that energy out there that like, Hey, you know, you can do something different than, than what you see around you everywhere else. And, you know, I think it's a really great thing that that's what you want to do is be the example in your community, right? Like to, to be the person that someone else can look at, especially young people and say, oh, that's an option for me. I can do that, you know, right. because it's not obviously we know when we were younger, it's not like they these things were just offered to us as like, hey, you could go do this. You could go do <laughs> this." You know, like th- the possibilities element was not where, where things came from when we were growing up. Certainly.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So tell us a little bit more than about like, so tell us about where you grew up. What, what sort of, you know, what, what was the background that you have that maybe somebody else might have right now and be saying to themselves, you know, I can't become a CEO and, and write a autobiography that, that would, you know, become a movie to the people who might look at you and think it's too hard or too out of reach. Where, where did you start from?
1: It's funny. I, I'm actually from a town uh, called Prosperity. Right?
0: Oh, my gosh. That's great. <laughs> I love Right,
1: that. right, right. Now, the neighboring town is Little Mountain. So um, I would say you you may find your way to Prosperity, but you're going to have to go across a little mountain, right, to get there. <laughs> and I so, love
0: it. Yeah, that's pretty so, great.
1: Yeah. Um, well, things really work really well when you know how they work. You know, and I think we don't spend a lot of time in that space, make sure everybody understands how things work. You know we don't see a small town as like as our household, like in your household. you make sure your family everybody knows how everything works, and we don't spend a lot of time doing that. We spend a lot of time enjoying that quiet, no neighboring type of space, and mm-hmm. so when things do you know happen and people find out, it kind of spiral out of control, right um. Because the next thing is on that is the media. And so you have these things that happen, and it blows up. But we don't have a lot of time where we're reaching out. You know, uh, I funny thing I got to just share this part. I, I was part of an outreach community uh, titled My Hope at one point. And it was a Christian mm-hmm. outreach program with the Billy Graham Evangelism Association. And, you know, it didn't matter how or who I worked with in terms of knocking on somebody's door to get to know your neighbors. And that was, you know, ahead of, you know, it's part of Decision America, too, but ahead of that, where they would just actually allow you to go and, you know, knock on your neighbor door and meet your neighbor. And I thought about it, you know, how often in small towns do you actually know who your neighbor is and who they are and kind of what they're going through or what they're dealing with. And that being said, I think, um, you know, part of me growing up in a small town, we knew each other, but we didn't have a, a urgency to really work together. With each other, you know, if crisis mm-hmm. happened, yeah, you get stuck in the mud, somebody's going to come pull you out. Something catch fire, we are going to come to put it out. Um, but for the most part, in terms of the personal and social development to help integrate us into the bigger mainstream society, that was not happening. You know, we was not proactive about those things. Like, uh, I want, I like my space, and so if it's a bigger thing, it's going to interrupt that space. So, I don't want a four lane, I like my dirt road, I don't want to
0: right, Aww. i you know, I grew up in a really super small town in South Dakota, and so I totally like I get it, what you're saying, you know, like it's a great space to grow up in. it's a safe space to grow up in, and you do know everybody, but that element of sort of okay, I understand what you're saying when there's an emergency, everyone comes together and and works together and fix it, and that's a beautiful thing when everyone helps each other but how are we coming together to maybe flourish and thrive in new and different ways? Like, that's not necessarily, you know, that let's get together and create something new is, is not an energy that we necessarily grew up with. We've kind of had to, like, find that ourselves and create it ourselves, right?
1: I respond to it, you know, and that socially, you know, nobody talks about their problem publicly. You know, you don't go to your neighbor's house and say, I'm struggling with this or this happened. You know, you just doesn't, you don't do it. And mm-hmm. I think that's been the biggest challenge uh, in terms of helping people find out that it's okay to reach out if you have problems and you have concerns. And I'll, I'll give you one more thing. It's been something that was inspiring to me at one point. Um, uh, I wanted to do what, well, I actually we're doing it now on uh, title the urban renaissance. And so mm-hmm. in small towns, right. Uh, you know, pretty much the infrastructure and municipal and things of like that are, are pretty much, you know, ran within most of the well-to-do you know, households or are, are savings of the community. And so I, I like using the opposite. You know, I'll take all of the urban vendors and people, and I use the urban because it's Blacks and whites and, mm-hmm. you know, Hispanics and, you know, just anybody who has a challenge in any aspect of their lives. And so I would turn around and allow those more influential people in the community to support uh, those small aspiring. Did you have people with certain needs in community that don't have, they don't necessarily get the resources, they don't have the structure, but right. there's somebody in every neighborhood that's going to have, they're going to be doing something to help somebody. Mm-hmm. And they're not part of that mainstream funding process. And then you have people who have these concerns and issues in the household. They don't know or they, you know, they don't feel they can go downtown uh, and go into, you know, a, a health clinic or a help center because they feel embarrassed. You know, they feel like they're going to be ostracized. They feel like, they'll, and then when that thing gets too far gone, You know, at that point, it costs everybody a hundred times more than what Mm. we could have addressed. I just think we're doing it now. So I don't want (laughs) to seem like I'm blowing the, shining the light on what could be a sore spot, because we wouldn't be speaking and talking and sharing this time uh, if we wasn't making great projects. Right.
0: I love that. That is true. And I I do think that that's such a really important thing in the idea of community and collaboration right you know that there is room for everyone to thrive and do well but when you don't come from a space of having just that information like you're saying about like well how do you get funding for a project right or if you're having some kind of issues who do you go to and who do you ask for help right and sometimes that is you know yeah there's that part of it like you don't necessarily talk about your problems out loud to your neighbors, everyone's, you know, because even though we all have it going on, so why should we be embarrassed? It's very kind of silly, isn't it? Like we've all got stuff. yeah. So why do we keep it to ourselves so much? But sometimes people don't really know, like, who do you go to to ask for help? Right? Like they just don't know who to ask. So that's an important element too. So can you talk a little bit more about that? The, the work that you do with these different programs, right? Is that something that is just completely, I go and I volunteer and I do these things. Do you incorporate this into like your business? You know, how do you put those things together?
1: You're so great. You're so great. And you, you, you have this, you know, within the work that you do. And I love it. Like I say, you have a great site. that has, great range, you know, and you think about your address and people all over the world globally, you know, from, um, we're
0: doing our best to, We, but
1: you are,
0: <laughs> welcome you, everyone.
1: Yes. And you're doing it. I'm telling you, you will be surprised if you, your numbers do not necessarily show up, you know, just in the likes and the clicks. But trust me, people have a way of seeing what you're doing. They have a way of sharing what you're doing. So that's, that's why I like mentioning we're primitive because sometimes you don't even know how what kind of range you really have and what you are really doing, So I just, I'm saying that to aspire, uh, to do more of what you're doing. Um, which is well, great.
0: Thank you. I think I, I, it is, it's such a, we've talked about that too, right? Where you don't know who you might be inspiring. You don't know who needs to hear your message. You don't know if you say the right thing with the right energy on a day that somebody just needed to hear it. Like you never know when that's right. going to happen. You got to just keep putting it out there and trying.
1: Right. Well, I would share, um, Part of my work is beginning with the end in mind, and that's why, I, you know, I, I embraced, you know, my story, uh, being being a major motion picture and, and networking and the people we work with, because that's what we want to shine a light on, uh, that there are these opportunities. You know, you could be in North and South Dakota area, and I could be in South Carolina, and we could work and talk and reach people in the most remote parts of the world, you know, because uh, this is the digital real estate, is digital footprint and it'll always be available. It'll always mm-hmm. be here. And, you know, and you could do a million homes, a million lives at one time. Mm-hmm. And so being a part of my work in these organizations is getting them that exposure up front. Because again, I'm only doing at this stage of my life what I would have wanted done in my life as a teenager. Right. So cause you're going to aspire when you're a teenager you're going to stumble, you're going to do all those things. It's just you want to know that you don't have to stay there when you get there you know you want to know that in that first experience that this I can fix this you know mm-hmm. you don't want to be waiting till you you know after you made all the mistakes to make a movie about your life you want to aspire to do that in your pursuit of happiness in your life yes mm-hmm. and That's... this is a way of us sharing that
0: I I love that because that is you know uh, something that I kind of explore a little bit in, uh, I don't know, in my mind and in some of my other conversations on my podcast, kind of that idea that, you know, you you don't have to do the struggle, right? We have this like human paradigm concept that you have to struggle in order for your success to be valid, Right that you have to go through something that's difficult and challenging and sometimes like completely tragic or horrific in order to get to it. It's like, it like get into prosperity. You have to go over a little mountain. And we think that it's such like, we have to make it such a big mountain that we have to climb to get there. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way, you know? And, yeah. and that's, I love that energy in that space. Cause that's something that I'm definitely even, even now looking for, for myself. Right. And, and aren't we all like looking for the, there has to be an easier, more harmonious way for all of us to thrive and do well. And that's where that collaboration comes in, right? That's where that, let's share the knowledge we have and let's, you know, give people room to try things and make mistakes and, and learn and get better.
1: Yeah, we're doing it. I mean, it's amazing. It is, it's truly amazing, you know, and I like, I could not have foreseen the development in things because, you know, it's some of those things when things didn't work it force you to find another way to make things work. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that we're actually doing now. And that's the space that we're in. So I, I, I'm just thankful. I think we we were able to be in this time and space that we're living in that's really given us the opportunity to to provide. I think it was our challenge to be here, to do what we're doing for so many people that's going to benefit from it.
0: I agree with that. I think that That's something, you know, I certainly feel that that's a little bit my purpose in life. Right. Like I might not have all the answers. I might not know like the perfect path for this, that, the other thing. But, you know, we can be light bearers in the sense of, you know, just wanting to share and wanting to collaborate and wanting to be supportive of one another and create that kind of a community. Right. And I think that is. That's a big thing, like what you're talking about, you know, the, the digital global age, right? Like that you can create community, not just geophysically, right? Not just in in a town or a city or what or a neighborhood, but that you can create these communities globally, worldwide across these distances, because we have these things and these tools like the internet and all these platforms available. And so now you can really start connecting people who are like-minded and really start connecting people who can like really create amazing things together because you're not limited by just like the physical area that you're in. You know, you can yes. reach out to people everywhere.
1: Yes. And Sharon, I, I think that has been the most influential part because again, I grew up, um, you know, really where, you know, you didn't share your weaknesses. You you only had to, you, you know, you were, You had to shoot, you had to compete. You had to always show strength. And when I found myself in those most difficult spaces, it exposed my vulnerabilities. And those vulnerabilities, you know, was the loudest thing. And I was going to be stuck with those vulnerabilities longer than I can promote those strengths. Because there's always something stronger. There's always something bigger. And I, I didn't learn to be content in that space until I was forced to. And in doing so, you know, I. It just makes you have to face those fears, and in those fears is where you really find that there's so many other people that, you know, probably share in that same space that you're in, and, and then you, you get comfortable knowing that it's okay. And once it's okay, then you can go and, you know, pick somebody else up. You can go and encourage somebody else up, and, you know, you can create this harmonious space that we're in right now. So I'm agreeing with you 100%.
0: I love and I, you know, it kind of makes me think of so. You know, Shane's a writer. Shane does poetry. It's it's kind of that same idea of when you're trying to, exp- uh, you know, when you're trying to express an emotion that is a difficult thing to express, you right. know, in an artful way, because maybe you can help somebody else to. I don't know if you would say like resonate with or figure out that emotion, and that's such a you know, I think it's such an important thing, and probably it's obviously. I'm going to say for men, especially traditionally, like that vulnerability element, you know, and obviously you guys can speak to this, you know, more than I can, but it's not quite as acceptable or previously hasn't been quite as acceptable for men to be vulnerable. Right. And so you have to like, how do you deal with that? How do you work through that in in society? Right. Or in in the spaces that you're trying to be in.
1: Yeah, you're giving us the the ability and the strength to do it. You're giving us a, a, a safe space to you know you you you're the driver here. And that's what's so great about it. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. Yeah. I
0: do my best.
1: Yeah, it's it's a beautiful space to be in. Uh and again, I can I just like sharing more than anything is that we're just beginning. This is the beginning. This is not, you know, that long after hour like lost speech. You know, I think this is the pre game warm up. You know, I think this is I the, love it. Yeah, you know, I think we it. This
0: is the tailgating party before right. we
1: get to the game. Yeah. It is. It's a beautiful space to be in. And again, I just thank you for reaching out. Thank you for the opportunity to share and connect. And you know, that's and that's what I love about entertainment. You know, it's in, in shame. you you're a writer. My stories happen and I wrote them, right? Yeah. Uh, you're a creator. Right, which is so neat uh, to hear because um, I work with one of who's been a mentor in my life. He's a, he's a musician. And, uh, yeah, and so we've been able to work through these difficult spaces because he understands how to take, I'm going to take things from thin air and create, and then it, so then that becomes a lifestyle, you know, and that's, you know, so I'm starting to understand that you, know, you can take all these different things in your life and create this harmonious, Synchrony of 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 living, you know that within these pieces that we found to be troublesome, uh obstacles. Give they, they actually serve a purpose; they become to be a resource, right? You know? um, and so I think once you collaborate, then you can find that you know what those things are. So you use a a rock to stand on, mm-hmm. not to buff your head again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I um, that is a I think that's a message that's definitely something, you know, I need to remind myself of sometimes even. But, you know, not to see the challenges as like the things that are preventing you, but to see them as like, okay, how do I how do I flip this and leverage this to my advantage? Right. right like yeah. it's kind of like how do I take my, you know, neuro spiciness that I have and turn it into a superpower instead of the thing that makes me kind of weird? Like right yeah like how do i see that as the thing that makes me uniquely me that i can use right or express and be my authentic self and and how does that again like the creating of community and if you have to get creative in how you solve a problem it does mean that you have to bring in people who have skills or knowledge or something that you don't have right and that's that's a beautiful thing, too, is like you don't have to do it all yourself if you start networking and figuring out, OK, like who can help me with this and who can who knows this piece of information that I'm looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. Or that I don't know that I need for, for this project or whatever project I'm working on. Yes, I do. I love that. I think that's super great. So tell us a little bit more then about being so this this CEO role that you have right so tell us a little bit more about how how did you come to be in that position and you know just a little bit more of your story because it, you know going from again there could be somebody right now who is incarcerated and thinks this is all that there is and i can't get to somewhere big and great and grand but you have done that for yourself so what's some of the story there
1: well the funny I- it is all fun and games now, right? Uh it is. I, you you, yes. you make me think back to those things that was that was most influential in my life. And I I'll share uh, that I, I recall that um mostly economics play a part in almost every aspect of our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I you know, once I got incarcerated, I realized that um, most of us were there for some economic reason, right? Right. Uh whether it was greed, with white collar, or whether it was poverty and crime for the robberies or whatever the case might have been, right? And then I happened to get introduced to financial literacy, and I realized that, wow, you know, I'd done all those things for money, and now I realize that my freedom was the opportunity to, you know, earn more, better, and, and have your freedom as well, right? And then I learned there was no right way to do wrong because I thought about it. When you're doing wrong, you think of every way that you can possibly not get caught. Mm-hmm. But it's always the one thing that happens that don't work out, right? Mm-hmm. And then you gotta face that, well, I put all that energy into all of that and it still came out to be nothing, right? Right. Uh and so no no reason to go back down that road, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh but it just so happened in the, in that space we were in, um, and I was in just when the when they had a, a you know, big thing on white collar crowds, you know, ahead of Enron and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realized that, you know, a lot of people had, you know, more uh, privileged opportunities and still ended up in the same space that we were in. And usually when you're there, you know, for money, you know, you're thinking that if you can just get out and, you know, your problem is over, then you realize that, you know, with your, with, with your background and things of that nature, now you got to go out and, you know, and, and prove yourself in a new space. But then the people who are already had the most privileged opportunity in that space, they're where you are. So it gets a little challenging to think that, you know, now I'm not in here for streets and drugs and things and robbers, but we're in here for tax evasion. We're in here yeah. for uh, some other thing. He's like, oh, gee, you know, this is.
0: Like it doesn't really make, you know, the kind of the grass is always greener is just always <laughs> false. It's always a yeah. false thing, right? Like, yeah. You know, that's such an interesting thought, you know, there you are with like the the sort of dual, you know, spectrums of society, right, where people come from economically, and you still end up in a space where you have limited your freedom, which is the whole point of the thing that you did that got you there, but it wasn't right, because the point of what you're going for is to try to find more freedom for yourself, and it ends up completely backfiring in exactly the opposite way that you wanted right like all right, all
1: right. and then you're there and in that space that you you, you meet the people who are uh, actually know things that you aspire to do because there are always some little intro classes in there you might get an intro to the counter well of course nobody's gonna let me be an accountant. there's an intro <laughs> to business well okay, nobody's gonna want me in that space so you got to think of all these creative spaces that you got to try to work in the work through, and then that number one thing you're aspiring to do is in your face, like, that may not work out either. So it's kind of disheartening, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, but because you know the pain of where you are is like the driver, you, you continue to drive. So now you got to work harder than the people that you already thought that was the most influential, you know, that had the, mm-hmm. the best opportunities in life. And within that, then you start to work together because remember, that that group... People from society have to now go without having anything to survive in there. So you start saving the best of each other, right? Mm-hmm. And so we started networking. We started working together, and <laughs> you know we give them some comfort. They give us some, and then you 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 run into a story like say like John Grisham, who ended up being this prolific writer, and ended up going to visit one of his friends or somebody that he met that was at a prison camp, changed his whole life. So then you realize you know, that you could very well be the first to do what you're doing. And so that that became to be my drive. And I started from an informed perspective um, more than anything. You know, InForm has always been my driver. Um, but in doing so, I realized that at some point, you just got to do it. You know, you can't just mm-hmm. be the guy that's just telling everybody. You got to not only say it, but you got to do it. And I've been privileged and, and, and so thankful to connect with people around the world who are some of the most influential spaces and positions around the world to to bag it, you know, and to be a part of it. And, and that's why I, I love sharing with you that we're primitive because we're ahead of where the thing, where these things are going. You know, and it's not going to mm-hmm. be just the release of the movie. This is the movie. This is us making the movie. Right. Making we're, the movie, right?
0: We're writing the story as we go. And we're all the characters in our own, like, yeah, we're all the main character in our own little movie, aren't we?
1: Yes. And we've but- been able to pick up, you know, the support. And, you know, we're part of, you know, with the very people who are also, you know, being part of us making the story. Not thinking that the story is the, 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 the prize. It's the ability to work with people across these different spaces in order to to make it a reality and then we can celebrate that together but in the process this need to be shown as much as the finish part right, right.
0: That's because i we do get so caught up in the accomplishment right in the what was it's kind of something that drives me nuts a little bit when it comes to things like you know maybe a job application or or even an in, in interview space like this generally right where They're going to ask you about what are your biggest accomplishments, you know, what are what are the things that you're most proud of that you've accomplished? And they want you to give, you know, lists of certifications and awards and it's but the journey is what matters. The journey is where you're supposed to be and pay attention and be enjoying what's happening and watching what's unfolding. Like, why do we focus so much on why do you? why this measurement of me based on what I've like completed and checked off and accomplished is that's completely the wrong way to look at it. You know, what are you excited about that you're doing? What are you excited about that you're being, you know, those are the things that should be focused on. And I think, you know, are so much more important than anything. You can just, you know, I have this piece of paper that says that I did this, that, or the other thing, you know? Yeah. So, So what?
1: Yeah. I have to tell you a funny story too, right? This is real time that we're having this conversation about it, it, right? It's real funny. Right. Um, and so I, the first person I really connected with that was influential and stature and everything was Vincent Core. He's the Irish civil rights leader. Um, and we connected and, you know, I saw he was an actor, he played in the game of Thrones and, you know, human civil rights activists. And I saw his profile and, He liked what I was doing. I posted on LinkedIn and it's been 10 years ago now, right? And uh, I looked at his profile, like, oh, maybe somebody done hacked his profile. So I asked him, I said, hey, um, you know, you're an actor and we're looking to create um, content that will help educate young people on what it's like to go through the criminal justice system as a means of prevention, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, sure, send me your vision. And I was like, when is this real right so i go back and forth through his different pages trying to see is this real time like is he out somewhere on a yacht you know yeah yeah like do
0: i I believe that this is you like can we we verify this somehow somebody pinch me right like that's the kind that's the kind of magic i'm looking for in life mm -hmm. though right yeah Yeah. right pinch me is this real like am i dreaming (laughs) does it matter i don't how fun can we get with this
1: this is so This And so I uh, so he's like, yeah, send me your vision. And so I sent him a vision, told him what I was doing. He said, you know, sure, I love what you're doing. He said, but it'll help people all over the world, not just people in your community. And I was like, gee, I haven't been able to get the support out of my neighborhood much less yet. Yeah. Talking yeah. to somebody that, you know, thousands of miles away in Ireland, right? And he said, well, look, um, then he started to tell me his story, you know, how some of the Irish civil rights leaders was inspired by Dr. King and the Black civil rights leader. And they started showing up for their own rights in their own country. And he said, look, and we're not black and white here. We have the same color. So sometimes you may not know who your enemy is. I'm like, wow, bro, I never heard anybody that was white that would tell somebody that they, they was inspired by uh, the black community. And you talking about around the world. So it just made me look at things like how much more I don't know. Now, mind you, you think you learn everything when you're in prison. Because if mm-hmm. you're reading and you're studying yes. and you're around yes. all these different people, you're hearing these stories around the world all the time. And I said, "But well, I've never heard that story. He was like, yeah, we've had Irish troubles for a long time. And so he was like, but you have to get the right people to see the work you're doing. And he showed me um, some of the uh, U.S. US uh, political and uh, religious leaders that was on these pilgrimages going and connecting with You know, the Irish civil rights leader. Mm -hmm. John Lewis is one. Dr. King's son was one. And I'm looking at, wow, they're in Ireland. And the Irish people are showing this connection. And I'm looking like, nobody nobody knows this. Mm Like, nobody's talking about this in our community. Here we are. We got these street wars, and we got other Mm -hmm. things. We're tearing up the neighborhood, and you got people that are
0: Isn't that amazing? That's such a, uh, I think, a big deal too. That you know, the things that you hear most about or that get the most media attention are usually the bad things, right? Like, (laughs) it is, and and that's why I think it's important too that you you know, again, that you have these other alternative alternative spaces like this, these podcasts, because that's a beautiful thing for people, you know, around the world to be inspired by Dr. You know, for you to say Dr. King is an inspiration to me, and then. Oh, and over here on this other corner Mm -hmm. of the world, I had no idea someone felt the same way I did and was inspired in the same way I was by this person. Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful connection that is.
1: Yeah, so then I realized people have troubles, you know, across every space. So it wasn't, I had to isolate and feel alone with my challenges in life. And instead of me being out to on about, you know, these indifferences and things, here's people that, you know, I got to quote John Hill on this one. Uh, He said, differences are defects at birth that has to be respected right and and you have the and he's the only uh, leader to yeah he got he, he was uh, awarded the only person in the world to ever be awarded all of the major peace awards the dr king the nobel mm-hmm. and um the gundy award and so vincent and i was able to connect and he was able to share my books and the work that i've done with him and you know, just learn so much in that space. Okay, so one more inspiring story, right? It's another funny thing, right? I this love is it. Tell us all of them.
0: Because well, I got to tell you one
1: more. I'll you one more I will to tell you one more. Then I got to hear more. I will to tell you one more. hear more about you all as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so the next one is, so I connected on uh, with David Will. Will He's uh He's the largest, uh, more earliest um, de- decentralized investment bank in, you know, in the U.S. And he's building a former vice chair of the NASDAQ um CEO of Wilden Co. And he, you know, part of the Jobs Act, one of the founders on what that spearheaded the Jobs Act. Okay. Right? And so it was signing, you know, legislation and law with Obama in 2012, um, with David and and guy. Funny thing, right? So here's the space of the Jobs Act that created, you know, this whole opportunity for people to get involved in the financial markets. And It's been in existence since 2012, so I was able to reach out to David and say, hey, look, um, we're making this story, right? And we want to inspire uh, entrepreneurs all over the world that regardless of where they find themselves, that, you know, they can get in this um, creative financial space. And would you be a part of, you know, the work that we're doing? And he was like, well, I'm quite busy, right? Mm -hmm. But if I can help you in the way, I will, right? And so I'm already working with Clay Harris who wrote uh, The Watcher that was uh, Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves started and things of that nature. And I'm like, hey, guys, uh, David said he will, uh, you know, help, you know, us with, you know, marketing the jobs act, right? Um, So we can get young urban males, uh, urban communities into the financial markets because the labor market is kind of challenging for people. And, you know, most people doing gig work these days, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and we know that you could just have your phone and you could just get right into the market, right? Right. And so, yeah, funny thing, really want to make you laugh about it because, yeah, those are some of the things that I'm out doing. uh, Because there are tools and resources that are readily available. And now, if we can partner it up to get that information to people like what we're doing with you, and I saw the work you're doing on the website, I'm like, yeah, we're going to get this right out (laughs) in front of everything and everybody we're talking to about.
0: No, I love it because that's, you know, such a part of of what we do and what we talk about that you never know who you're going to have on as a guest that could be, like, you know, someone who's really super helpful to other people you've met and, and say, okay, this person is working on this project. Like you guys got to talk because you guys could work together and it could be really great, you know, wow. so it's, it is, it's so exciting and that's so fun. I love that. It's those little synchronicities from the universe, right? Those things that it's you just happen to have met the right person at the right time who has the right bit of information for you or the right, you know, next person you need to meet or talk to. And, you know, that's again, it's the journey and you're supposed to focus on that part and enjoy it and have fun with it as this, you know, human character we've decided to be for a little bit. So, you know, write the story that is more fun, right? Write the story that's more uplifting for everyone
1: right yeah. and what you're doing and, and i think what you all have you know been such a key in aity it helps communicate that because you know you got to have good roots to have good fruits and mm-hmm. sometimes oh, we just focus that. on the fruit yeah and we're not necessarily driving each other down you know we're so busy about what comes out but in order to make sure we get a continuous good fruit you know we got to have these continue nurturing digging you know for the good roots and i think you know, when I look at what you have, that's that's how your site looks. That's how your tree looks. You know, mm-hmm. it gets in all those different spaces. Uh, and you know, we we've been able since then and having people like David, uh, we have a director producer, Anthony Hemingway, who did the um, Red Tails, um, mm-hmm. the the uh, You know, did the Wire, Empire, CSI. So we have a great it, director. We,
0: it's so. Fun, I think, too. It, just again, what a wonderful example that you are to so many people who are, you know, could be in a space of thinking, how could I ever reach that? How could I ever get to a space where I'm talking to those kind of people? Right. Like, but look at like where look where you started with what you wrote at 25 and the situation you were in then, and look where you are now and the kind of people you're talking to and working with. And what a, uh, you know, beautiful, excellent example. Just to have again, like you say, out on the interwebs forever and forever, for everyone to see that it is possible it you know, and you don't necessarily have to know how it's going to happen, and you don't have to you don't have to look at the things that society might have traditionally called you know a fault or a shortcoming or a weakness or a vulnerability as a bad thing you don't have to look at that as something that disqualifies you from having the same happiness and the same joyful life Mm -hmm. that you see someone else having that you want right like it's available to absolutely everyone we all can have it and and that's what i think is such a really brilliant thing about that you would come onto something like this and share your story that you would write your book that you would turn it into a movie because that example is such a very powerful example to people who might feel like they they can't do the things that they really feel passionate about or that they can't find a space where they will be supported, right? But it's it's so important to keep putting that energy out there, you know, that the support is available and we can build these communities and we can work together and we can do really amazing things. But it's, you know, the fun that you have along the way meeting the people again, right? That's the important thing. That's the thing to enjoy, not the... What can you check off on the boxes and tick off that you've completed, right?
1: Yeah. We had to get in the car with you and take us further down the road. See, that's how fun it is. Like, we got all of your car this morning.
0: Together, we're
1: all good. Yeah. (laughs) So... Yeah. And we, we, we're we just excited about, you know, even, you know, being here with you all, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a lot of fun. This, this is the driver though. This is, these are the quiet times. These are the small things that move things further down the road. You know, you have those big things sometimes and they'll just be stuck on the desk. I mean, think about it. there are tons of people that are making efforts every day. And sometimes when things that not happen for them, you know, that's like disheartening. But in reality is these things are the things that are really part of making sure everything works in the universe. And so we're, we're equally as responsible for getting this out today with us and working together. There. we will be in any screen, in any red carpet on mm-hmm. uh, anything. Can't just look for cars. You know, we got to look uh, right now today, our LinkedIn and our Facebook and our Instagram, our Twitters, uh, you know, and, and being here in this moment is what's, you know, the most inspiring and inspirational things for me.
0: I love it. We so appreciate you being here in this moment mm-hmm. with us.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, I got to tell y'all two more things too, because yeah, you, you're doing do. something Two other key people that we're doing some inspiring work with too. Yes. One is Jeffrey Zucker. Uh, he has uh people are the answer podcast and that's it. Just that title of people are the answer. And uh, so he's doing amazing stuff. Uh, he has a show a podcast that he does. And, um, we just happen to be from the same, you know, South Carolina. Uh, mm-hmm. He's, you know, working across the space of criminal justice, inform, reform, um, drug policy, um, just so many things uh, that he's working on. And when you mentioned superpower, you know, Devin Thorpe, uh, who's yes. running this organization, Super Crowd, where everybody's networking across the crowdfunding space. And so, I mean, I think we're all lifting society up in a way that, For me to say that was, that's, it's immeasurable now. um, But it's been, you know, such a, we've been in such a primitive space that this is having to be that time that a lot of times before now, people maybe just complain or fault find about. Mm -hmm. I just think it's one of those things where you complain about your parents' house until you got to get out and pay your own bills. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we're in that place and space now where you don't want to go home and hear them fussing. You may better start to learn how to pay right. your bills. And I just think we're in that opportunity where we're enjoying this freedom. And I think the opportunity is for us now that we can really learn how to make these things really work. So it's not so much about how challenging it was to get here. It's about the opportunity we got now that we are here and taking it forward. Because they're not complaining. Some of the people who found us and things in some of these spaces, they're not complaining about because they went and did the hard work. And mm-hmm. so they benefited from that work. And I think that, that's our time. I think it's our time to 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 found be the founders in this space. Yep. If that makes sense.
0: No, it does. That is absolutely true, right? Like you can't you can't know whether you're gonna be like as big as Dr. King in the annals of history, but that's not again. That's not what matters. That's just another thing to put on the resume. But building the space where everyone gets to be uplifted and everyone has an opportunity to put their stuff out there and everyone has an opportunity to explore what they have to offer, even just that much space. Right. Even just to have the space to explore, what is the value that I have to add? Okay, here's this this is me, my authentic self. How do I use this to add value to my community, to the rest of the world? Right. And just giving people Even just the idea or the thought that, hey, figuring out who you really are, what you really love and what really lights you up, that might be the way that you can really add value to your community, to the people around you. So just giving people that that idea that, oh, maybe it is important for me to know who I am. Maybe it is important for me to understand what I get excited about. Maybe that is a big deal. And even just getting people to that place where they can think that thought sometimes is such a big step. Even even that is a little mountain towards prosperity, right?
1: <laughs> it is saying you can kind of tell us a little bit in there too in terms of um, I love traders and that fortune sense of things uh, because it, it, it do become a way to express um, either what you're aspiring to be or what you're influenced by, you know, yeah. but nothing is more important than what matters to you. Right. And I yeah. think that's always important what matters to us. And no matter how old you get, you're not going to get away from that person who was inspired, you know, the young age in your life. And I think that should always matter. Right.
0: That's so true. I just last night decided Definitely. to go hang out with my little inner child and went to like walk to the playground near my house and just sat on the swings in the dark just because, See? right? But it's true, right? <laughs> that that young you that excited you there's still something there that you're never not going to have that thing you're trying to express because it's who you are right <laughs> like you can't yeah. that I was thinking that thought to myself just this morning that you know for whatever I think are the things that I still need to figure out or for whatever I, I think are the things that aren't in place for me yet in the way I'd like them to be there's no other option for me but to do what I'm doing because <laughs> like you know win lose draw this is who yeah. i am and i have to do it I- well
1: you made the kid and me happy so mm-hmm. i'm thankful yeah. uh, mm-hmm. i'm excited so that, that 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 trip to the playground maybe unnerved you enough to to give us the space to be in this morning share with with you all and i'm, I'm super excited so i don't if, if you can unwind again keep doing it <laughs> i think that I'm, playground I'm, is the life yeah i think it's the life
0: Right? The life is supposed to be a playground for all of us. That's what it was meant to be. And that's why it's so much more fun for us to collaborate than to compete with each other. Like there's not oh, enough we, to go around. There is.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. You know, I'm excited about it. So thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for the offer, John.
0: Thank you so much for being here. Really, it's so much fun. Can you, um, before we go, tell people where to find you. So if people want to see more of your work, see more of what you're doing, tell them where they can go look for you. We'll definitely share your links below too. But where does everyone need to be following you and watching the wonderful things you're doing?
1: Well, the biggest space that we're growing in, um, we want to create opportunity for, you know, for people to be a part of what we're doing. We have Gear Group, group, um, which is a space we have on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're building that's where all of us are hanging out at you know that's where all of us is working out that space everybody is a pioneer in their own space and rights So gig group um, my personal pages, my name Terrence Goldman I'm always sharing stuff there I'm I always excited to participate in other people's spaces uh, I like sharing with you know people different things you know not necessarily what I do but what other people are doing because you can the only thing make up our ego system uh, then I have on my titles that are on Amazon. And then mm-hmm. I have my personal work uh, with Gig Group is uh giggroupeek.com. uh we're growing that space where, which is gonna be fun. I know we're doing my story, but my story is what's opened up the door for us to acquire other projects to put across the same space. So we're not just working with uh the entities and people that we're working with we're actually partnering with them as well because we want to continue to provide material uh we want to continue to uh create more strategic partnerships and some of the other projects you know are bigger than mine they're fun and but you know again it's still their stories that's a part of my story that incorporates you know every aspect of the story so I just want people always look forward that, you know, some people, you know, like different genres and stuff, but we go, you know, hope to have horror, sci-fi, uh, different TV I love series. That. Hey, and,
0: right here. Yeah. I, I write sci-fi. I write some horror. I write all kind of See? weird stuff. I'd be, yeah, be so happy to send you like, come on over. I got some eBooks out there too. And I got all kind of stuff I'm writing. So, you know, yeah. so glad that we could connect and, and we have to keep in touch for sure. And I, I do, I love that, um, that you're giving so many opportunities and that that is what you're looking for is to create more outlets for more people to tell their story and to get their stories out there. And that's again, exactly what we're trying to do here too. Right. Because there are no small stories. Every story is (laughs) valid and important. And every story that everyone has, if it's, It's a big deal to you individually, and there's no reason that we can't have space for everyone to, you know, express themselves and allow themselves to be the big deal that, again, maybe you are in your own little bubble. We all are, but that doesn't mean that we're we're not each absolutely necessary to the all that is of humankind.
1: Yeah, we are. Thank Hmm. you. Thank you, Shane.
0: Thank you for sharing as well. Yeah, Yeah, thanks, Terrence. Thank you so much for being with us. We will definitely well, make sure you. to have all of your links below. We so appreciate you, and you I too. so appreciate your energy and and again well. the example that you are putting out into the world for people, so that so that people know that it it can all go well. It don't don't think that where you are is where you are stuck forever because it's not true. Yeah.
1: It's a us thing. That's why we're here with you all this day. So we're, we're excited. We thank you. We appreciate thank
0: it. you, Steve. So so, so so much for too. joining us.
1: Well, cool. Enjoy y'all afternoon as well. Yes. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Take, take care. Thank you.
0: Take care. Hi again, friends. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the No Small Stories podcast. Do check out the links below in the description so you can find more information on this episode's guest. And if you'd like to support more episodes of the No Small Stories podcast, you can become a patron find us on patreon.com slash no small stories do also follow us on instagram at no small stories podcast and don't forget to like share subscribe comment leave a review do all those wonderful things that you awesome listeners can do until next time friends remember no matter how small you start your story is always a big deal to us